Hi, thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition Your First Sense and for spending your time with my show and with me, even if it's after recording. I greatly appreciate that. I often feel like when I'm recording, you guys are in the room with me and that uh, we're having a conversation and dialogue and maybe those are the voices in my head, but you know, they keep me company and they seem to be pretty nice, so I'm okay with it. This week, I thought I would talk about, since we're right around the holiday season, and even if we're not getting together with people, with our families, and with our extended families, our soul families, because we're being smart, and we're paying attention to the numbers, and wanting to even be protective of other people, and doing virtual family get-togethers, I wanted to talk about that dynamic, that family dynamic, because it comes up so much in sessions, in my own life, in friends, and it's just part of who we are, is having that family history, regardless of how your dynamics played out or what the interrelational issues are, there's some family stuff, there's some dynamics of being in a group. So I wanted to speak to this because I feel like we are in a time right now where people are really asking, who am I? You know, why am I here? And what is this about? And some of this is coming about because of our situation through the uh, coronavirus. But it's also because of an expansion that's happening universally. And what that's doing is pushing us to ask these questions, to spend a little bit of time introspectively wondering, well, how can I raise my vibration? How can I be a more aligned energy, meaning how can I like myself? How can I be in this world, in this universe, in a way that's collaborative, contributing, and understand that, you know, from whence I come influences where I am today. So family has a lot to do with this. And we create these contracts with our families before we even get here. And these soul contracts play out in different dynamics. And you can have a very different contract with your biological parent than with your adoptive parent, than with your aunts, your uncles, your siblings, all of that. But these contracts exist before we come in. We choose at a soul level. So it means that we have to be aware that there's more going on than the emotional component or the interaction. But it also means I find them very freeing. I find knowing that there's a contract there of some sort, even if I can't quite figure it out right away, I find it to be very freeing that on this soul level knowing I felt like this interaction was in my best interest to learn something. Now that doesn't mean that should you choose a family unit and they end up being abusive or they end up being people who are very self-centered and maybe not contributing to any joy for your life, that doesn't mean you stick around to make sure that the contract comes to fruition. What it does mean is that you have a little conversation with yourself and decide if it's in your best interest. Because both sides of the contract, both parties, 
do not have to get it. They don't have to understand what was the message or the, the learning behind agreeing to have a contract. And it, it doesn't mean that someone in your life who, let's take my father for instance, I remember having a conversation with him when he was, he was pretty far into Alzheimer's, but he had a moment of clarity. And knowing about these contracts, I decided to take that moment and I just said to him, I said it kindly, but I said, I won't be doing this again because although I may not completely understand the contract, the message behind it or why I chose you, because I didn't at that moment, it came to me later and said, I want you to know that I'm not going to do this in the next lifetime. I will not be picking you as a parent. And it was so sweet for me because he actually looked at me and he's like, I get that kid. And that helped me relax. Like, this is okay. You don't have to have that conversation with the person. There just happened to be that opening. Did he really understand what I was saying? I don't know. I had a feeling that because when one is experiencing Alzheimer's or dementia, they really are in the other dimension where there is heightened knowing and learning and understanding. So call it me placating myself. I don't care what it was. It helped me to realize that in this relationship where he was often very physically forceful and dominant that I could have this conversation with him. It could be kind. I could use my voice to say, I choose not to do this in the next lifetime. Now I have to trust that my soul gets that and hears it (laughs) in the next lifetime and doesn't think, I can do this. I can help this person learn. Yeah, no, um, I'm going to choose not to. So the contract there, he didn't understand. He actually said a few minutes later that he would never strike any of his children or hit any of his children. And I like to believe that that really was his dynamic. It just played out differently. So I know he didn't get it. But later on in life, I realized, wait a minute. When I was 15, I had a similar conversation with him basically saying, hit me one more time and you're going down. Just one more time, you're going down. And that was the first step of me being able to say, I, if no one else is going to stand up for me, I'm going to stand up for me. So my contract with him was to learn how to stand my ground. And I'm grateful because you know what? He did listen to that. He never after that point laid a hand on me, probably out of fear that I would clock him one <laughs> um, because all that was built up in there. But he he met that and he heard me. So in some way, he met part of the agreement, even if he didn't know any of it. So we have different agreements with each person in our life. And I feel like once we have that or once you have that understanding, it can help you to be more observational of this process. You can hopefully step out of emotion and say, okay, what is this contract? And to be clear, some of the contracts are amazingly loving and um, very touching and sweet. They They don't have to be conflict ridden or abusive in nature or certainly do not have to be that because no one signs up to learn abuse or to be an abuser. That's part of human conditioning and wiring and the stuff that gets laid down after we get here. My point of bringing up the contracts is that I feel like 
with that understanding, you can also look then to the dynamics in relationship that you have and how are you responsible for removing any of the factors that might still be in place. Like if I was very defensive, maybe I didn't like guys because he was so forceful, that would be an example of an of a remnant of that experience and also a filter that I've placed on myself. And this is what I wanted to talk about because I think it's important for us to look at ourselves kind of in a 360 that we're willing to look at, okay, this is my soul that came in and then it met up with a human self. It had these experiences. Am I carrying anything from my childhood, teens, young adult, adulthood that is no longer serving me? Because we are really responsible for that ourselves. No one else can do that work for us. But if you don't have the information and you don't have some of the tools, it can be just very confusing. Like, where do you look? So this idea came to me. I was working with someone and she was giving me all of the the verbal reasons that she, quite frankly, should stay stuck in her story of childhood and how it's playing out still in the family dynamic. And I pointed out to her, but none of these family members are in your life right now. They've either passed or you've chosen not to be in contact with them, which was a wise choice. But she was still carrying this. And so it seems to me like you're looking at this through a filter that no longer even exists. Like she was looking from the inside out that this was how her life was because of these other experiences that, yes, put it in place. So I had this image in my head of this x-ray, like the big clunky ones that before everything became digital, that she was holding in front of her. So every experience she had was running through that x-ray film. And in that x-ray was all the experiences she had had as a child or a young adult. And basically, they were all the excuses to not love herself, to not see herself as she is today, which is a pretty amazing woman. And the sadness in that for me was being able to see her without that filter. So I suggested that we pull the filter aside and then who are you without these applied labels, assumptions, other people's projections. Like that's one layer of the filter that once I thought about this later on, I'm like, ooh, there's a few layers here. So this would be an applied layer. She was holding up the filter of what others have said to her, how they've treated her in the past, all very true, all very real experiences, but it wasn't happening in today and yet she was allowing her life to be affected by that because of maybe the knowledge that she was still doing that. So once we talk about things, a lot of the times you can make great shifts by just having a conversation and, and you know shining the light on something. So this filter that happens, <laughs> I, you know, known in my family to have a big mouth. I don't think that comes as a surprise to any of you. But I don't have the sharpness that I had when I was a teenager and so angry and so hurt. I don't have that anymore. And yet for many years, I was being told that I had that and I believed it. 
Like I was carrying my own filter. I thought, wow, I'm not very loving or I'm cold or I'm New England energy or all that stuff when that's not true. I'm choosy about who gets to be part of that emotional space. So I was carrying around a filter much like my client friend was. So I started thinking about this and I'm like, whoa, how many people are walking around with filters out there? How many people are seeing themselves through other people's perceptions or glasses? And I started paying attention to that in my sessions because a lot of what I do is releasing the, the old belief systems or the, the trauma that was there and things like this, like the filters. So I got kind of excited that I could have a filter removal system. And then I thought, well, what are the different layers? And yes, we have these where other people tell us who we are or they have a misperception of who we are. And then that can sometimes lead the relationships. But I feel like it also shifts. So in the example of my client, who said I could use this, by the way, uh, I don't talk about anything if I have a revelation in a session unless I have permission from the person I was speaking to because it's personal but she actually said you need to write this down which I just love that she knows me so well so from an applied place that that we've learned from others it can shift into a chosen place where subconsciously or unconsciously we are carrying around that filter because we're looking for approval from others. We're looking to sometimes receive that pat on the back, which is okay, but if you're filtering for that, it can actually look a little needy in other relationships to other people because you're looking for them to say that you're okay because maybe the filter you're carrying around is that others didn't think you were okay. There's so many different um, avenues and, and different types of filters as much as there are, you know, if you've ever looked up a filter for anything you own in your home, there's so many versions, so many companies, equally true of emotional ones. The idea of recognizing that we have a chosen filter is empowering though. Like I could choose to still believe that I am harsh or not caring or so sharp, <laughs> or I could look at it from a perspective of, no, I don't think that's true. And maybe you just don't know who I am today. And maybe I haven't let you see who I am today because I am choosing to carry that filter. So let me remove the filter of your perception. Let me show you who I am. And if you decide to see, wow, she really has changed or shifted and she's not a 15-year-old, which thank you, I'm 36 years from that. So... Uh, I would hope that there would be some <laughs> growth and some change in there. The chosen ones you may not be aware of, but once you're aware of, they're easier to shift. Like when you, it, it usually will come with a, a, a derogatory or a critic message in your head. So they're pretty easy to spot. So just listen to yourself, how you talk, how you refer to yourself to others. You know, I'm so... I'm so flighty, I'm so dumb, I'm, I had somebody say to me the other day, I suck, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to agree with that, um, because he wanted, I think he didn't know this, but he wanted me to join him, he would have felt better if I said, yeah, you totally suck, because he was used to that, 
you know, previously in his his experiences, but I wasn't going to go there, especially given the subject that we were talking about. It wasn't relevant. But sometimes we have something that we've chosen. We, we have free will and it's no longer serving us. So be willing to look at those. Pay attention to how you describe yourself either internally or to other people because that will help you determine what kind of filter am I walking around with? What kind of belief is in there? And if you think of like a screen door or something that filters the bugs out, right? Is there something stuck against that filter that doesn't, you don't need to allow into your personal home of yourself any longer. So then the the other layer of filters that I see is a protective layer. So it's a filter that's gone from being something that's of choice to something that is protective and it allows you to push people away. It might shift you into people pleasing um, because it's a way to keep the peace and that might be protective because you just don't want to deal with whatever the outcome is. A lot of the times people will say to me, well, I just didn't want to deal with the fallout and everything. And I'll say, but you don't know that was how it was going to go that time. And if you're putting that perception out there, you're also contributing to the likelihood that it would go that way. What if you were open to something having a different outcome? We're not in charge of other people. The other person may still act in the way you very accurately thought they would, but there's also a possibility that they might not because if you've dropped your protective filter, often people can feel that and they might be a little bit more willing to interact in a different way. The filters that we have are likely not conscious until you start looking at your own self and you start asking, am I carrying around one that is no longer serving me? And a great question to ask yourself is, do I need this filter anymore? Do I need to carry around this great big x-ray thing that's full of all the memories that proves why I should still be hesitant to have fun in life or it proves all this stuff? Well, it doesn't prove anything except that you're hanging on to stuff that is not helping you. So do you need that filter? Is it protecting you from loving yourself? You know, when you keep that filter in place and you keep reminding yourself that to someone else you didn't measure up or you were lacking in something, well, then it just became a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That I'm, I'm carrying around this filter. The other person probably doesn't even think about it anymore. So who are you without your filters? You may not know. That's fantastic. If you don't know who you are without your filters, you get to know who you are without your filters. You could ask questions like, do I even like broccoli? Um, is this relationship one that I want to continue? Um, you can be inquisitive without hopefully being attached to the outcome, but asking, who would I be without all this worrying? You know, because worrying becomes a habit. It's a great filter because it keeps you trapped in the stinking thinking but it's not a great filter because it keeps you trapped in the stinking thinking. So if you're someone who, when people say to them, say to me, I'm a worrier, I'll say, well, congratulations, but I do not think that that's a badge of honor because, you know, like the Irish proverb, worrying is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but you won't get anywhere. 
This is an example of having a filter that likely you learned somewhere along the line. Maybe somebody in your life, your parents or someone, was a big stressor or worrier because there's the false idea that something's getting done, but nothing's getting done. You're just adding more fuel to the energetic fire. So is this a filter you need anymore? Do you need to be a worrier? I mean, there's enough in life that we have to attend to without contributing energy that's not productive, that's not going anywhere. Rather than worry, can you daydream? Um, Shift that energy a little bit. Um, Can you leave the relationships that aren't working for you? Um, that doesn't mean that the people are completely out of your life. You may just decide to dial it back and no longer be the one that's keeping the relationship going and see if they reach out to you. It's, I've had this going for about oh eight months with somebody right now and I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to be the one who always reaches out. I'm just going to see if and when that happens. N- not tabulate or keep track of it. I'll be open to the communication, but I'll also have learned that perhaps they didn't want to talk to me as much as I was reaching out to them. Um, Not in being a pest, it was every other month or so, but it's still, you know, people make time for you if they want to, that premise. Um, And this is a way it was I still in my people pleasing was the reason I was doing that. So the, if you're contributing to your filters, but you're also willing to look at them, don't judge it. Remember, every time we judge, we set ourselves back. So look at it, be willing to acknowledge it, hopefully even chuckle a little bit, and then say, you know what, I'm just not going to contribute to that type of false story any longer. Let me see truth. And the energy that's happening right now, people, is so full of truth and clarity that if you're someone who likes to put their head in the sand or plug your ears and go la 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 la, the likelihood that you trip over something (laughs) in your world, meaning that there's a relationship that blows up or you have to look for another job or um, you face a health issue, it's pretty high because if you're not willing to look at areas in your life and you want to be oblivious to them, the energy will start yelling louder and louder. So just be willing to ask, am I contributing to some filters? Be inquisitive about your own process. And that's something that I encourage all the time on this show is this isn't about going and looking for the things that don't work, but it is about questioning how do I want to be in my own life and how do I want to be in this world and what is the action point that takes me there because we are physical our soul is amazing and so is our human self so we have to let them both work together and once you see the filters can you appreciate them but let them go if they're no longer serving you Um, I have a fierce loyalty filter I know this about myself if I've signed up to something I'm I'm loyal And the majority of time that has not served me because I didn't consider myself going into the interaction. This was, you know, a couple years back that thankfully has shifted now to where I'll say, okay, this is benefiting the other person and is it benefiting me? A lot of these are business contracts, but there have been, you know, a large portion of my (laughs) generosity in business that I've given away through my own filter of 
you know, wanting that person to approve of me or wanting, just wanting help, not wanting to do everything myself. So look at those filters, appreciate them. I can appreciate that. I want everybody to do well. I really can. And I can remove that filter and see where people's intentions really are and then decide from there. The individuality that we have as souls and as humans is amazing and it's also what contributes to this universe. And being invested in as much clarity as you can be in your own world is definitely going to pay off well. It is one of those investments that the return is exponentially greater than the investment. It just takes a little bit of effort to go ahead and and jump in. So you may have to do some inventory of your own perceptions and are you applying filters to other people? Uh, If you hear yourself describing your kid, for instance, as, you know, he's just so needy or you know her, she's... uh, always has to have the attention or the many myriad of ways that children are formed, how about you lose that filter? So you're not the one applying it to someone else, but you also allow that person to show who they are in that moment at that time. And then you go from there because it's going to create very nice, clean relationships. It doesn't mean that everything goes smoothly and there aren't miscommunications or challenges within relationships. That's how we grow. It's one of the components of growth. It doesn't have to always have to be so contentious, but it does mean that when you allow yourself to show up without blocks or blockers, um, the conversation, the interaction, the exchange of energy, the heart space is often amazingly beautiful. And that's what I want for you. So this is the filter talk. So just to review a little bit, the applied, what we've learned from others, the labels, the assumption, their projections, the chosen, where subconsciously or unconsciously we are carrying in protection or in a way to minimize who we are, and then the actual protective ones, where we engage in behaviors where we are either shutting ourselves off or we're so invested in other people's lives we don't even know we have one except to serve others. So thank you. I wish you the best of the holiday season, the first of the new year, the understanding of the gifts of soul contracts and these family filters that we have, work filters, it applies across the board. It's just family filter is such a nice alliteration. I decided to go with it. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're interested in Wisdom Wednesday, feel free to go to the website, vickybaird.com and check under booking and you'll find the information there to sign up for the subscription. I I'm so grateful that you listened to this episode and that you're participating. And I hope you have more of an understanding of how values and our intentions can lead to completing some goals, which then allows us to feel fulfilled. I wish you all the best and be well. <laughs>